Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and I am super excited to have you with us today. This podcast isn't just about digital marketing. It's about creating a business and a life you love on your terms. I'm here to explore how you can harness the power of email marketing, newsletters, content marketing, and even artificial intelligence to create value and serve your audience in a meaningful way. And remember, this is all about you. This journey is all about finding fun, effective, and enjoyable ways to engage with your audience, build your brand, and grow your business. On this show, you'll hear from me in solo episodes where I'll share my experiences and insights, as well as conversations with successful entrepreneurs and creators who have mastered the art of digital marketing in unique ways. We'll share their stories, strategies, and case studies to inspire and educate you on your own journey. So... Are you ready to turn digital marketing into a fun journey that brings real results to your business and life? Let's do this together. Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show. Hey, hey, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Kim Doyle Show. Bear with me here, working on the mic a little bit. I, of course, am your host, Kim Doyle. And you guys, it is roasty toasty today. It is, I'm recording this end of August, and I think it's going to get close to 90 which I know it's like over a hundred other parts of the country, but um, you know, it's funny because I really did get acclimated to warmer weather in Costa Rica to the point where it's like, Oh, seventies cold. It's a little bit ridiculous. Anyways, I've got a fan going, but hopefully with the mic, we're in good shape. And so you're not going to hear that meaning the mic is good. So you won't hear it. Um, I've got a doozy of an episode for you today. And of course I've got my water. And I have double checked. Everything's connected. Everything's working. Audio, AirPods, the whole nine yards. And can I just say, you guys, depends on if you're listening to this, just know that this will be aired on YouTube as well video. And of course, I'm chopping them up for shorts and everything. But um, so my hair's gotten pretty long and I have started like curling it. But let me just tell you the process involved in this. And that is that like I wash and dry my hair the day before and I leave it like in a chamois, like up. It's, you know, to absorb the moisture for at least an hour. And then when I'm like, okay, it's cool enough, then I'll go dry the hair. And then I flat iron my hair. And then the next step is to curl it. But I knew I didn't need it first thing in the morning. So then I just got done curling my hair. And I'm like, you know, I love the way this looks, but it is a lot of work. The good news (laughs) is that I get a couple days out of it. So there you have that. Anyways, let's get into today's show, which is amplifying women in a male dominated space. Dun, dun, dun. I really feel like I need uh, sound effects or something. Um, But before we get into today's episode, just hat tip to all the parents who have moved kids away to college. I did that for my daughter. My son didn't go away to school and, um, but she went to San Francisco state, which was like an hour, right? So it wasn't, I mean, we were able to do it in a day. It was emotional for sure, but it was very easy for her to come home on the weekends also. So we'll just say that. But last week I went down to San Marcos with my sister and my niece and my niece's best friend to move my niece into college. We drove down Wednesday, moved her in on Thursday, drove home Friday and word by Saturday, I was wiped. I was just like, oh my God, mind you, I'm not quite a year out from back surgery, still getting back in shape and all of those things. But um, yeah, so hat tip to everyone who has been through that. It is emotional. I got teary watching my sister get teary and then saying goodbye. It was just, 
it's just a lot. Oh my goodness. But um, I'm really happy that I was here to support them. San Marcos. I had never been to San Marcos. And for those of you who aren't familiar, it is near San Diego, California. It's in Southern California. And it's this, um, it's like a cute kind of suburban town with, it's like nestled in an enclave, I guess you would call it. Like there's mountains around, but there's also palm trees and they're like 10 minutes from Carlsbad and the beach. And so I don't know, uh, San Marcos could, could definitely end up on the potential places to live in California. Maybe we'll see. I'm not in a rush. My focus is on getting back to Costa Rica. (laughs) Anyways, let's jump into today's episode again. We are talking about amplifying women in a very male dominated space. Um, You know, internet marketing has always been a male dominated space. And I was super hopeful when I shifted more to the creator space, right? With content marketing and engaging with creators. I, I don't know if anyone's done any research on that in terms of when that term came into being. Um, but there was like bloggers and marketers it was kind of the original, right? Way back in 2008 when I started. Um, but I really don't think that the creator space is much better. <laughs> um, I have spent 10 years in the WordPress space, have had, I should say, I spent 10 years from 2008 to 2018 in the WordPress space as WordPress chick. You guys all know that. And the majority of the time, it was also very male dominated. I do see WordPress getting better and consciously doing panels with women and all of that. And let's go ahead and just sort of pre-qualify some of this episode with, I don't have research and data for you other than my own experiences and what I've seen. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before you think that this is going to be some anti-man or, (laughs) or ranty episode, let me assure you that it is not. Much like Mother Teresa's quote about not attending a march against war, but instead intend attending a rally for peace. That's what I want to do here. And so because I botched that a little bit, let's just try and say that a little more coherently. And that is that Mother Teresa was asked to march against Vietnam. And she said, if you have a rally for peace, I will be there. So she didn't want to march against something, but wanted to march for something, right? So that's what I'm here to do also. And so let's take a little stroll down memory lane first, shall we? Uh, When I started in 2008, I was very aware that internet marketing was predominantly male. Everybody I had come across when I discovered the space, which was 2006 at an event, it was a wealth expo that I've talked about before in San Francisco. And it was, it was all men. The, The keynote speakers were men. The breakout sessions were men. Internet marketing, it was the first time I'd heard about it was from men. Okay. And so I will also say that being fairly new, not fairly new, I was incredibly new. I was green to this idea of making a living with the internet, which, God, you guys, I need to get a um, a new desk mat. I'm like, what am I standing on? I'm like, oh, just the crack in the desk mat. Anyways, um, I was incredibly new. So I didn't know necessarily where to look for the women. I just knew that everybody I was coming across was primarily men. Once I realized that this was the case, um, I started a Facebook group called the Women of Internet Marketing. And I even made a movie called Women in Business 2.0. I did this in 2010. I've talked about it. No, you can't find it. It was a unique unique experience, to say the least. Um, I connected with filmmakers, was doing a website. They said, hey, do you want to do a movie? Do you want to barter? Anyway, um, but I interviewed some big women in the space. 
Some were incredible with supporting it. Some did nothing. Um, and that's where I learned a lot about expectations and also having a long-term strategy, right? At the time, again, two years into this space, and I thought every time somebody launched something, it was thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, not the case. But I did spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get this movie made. I will say that because I had to find an editor. Um, anyway, but my desire to support and highlight women is not new. Okay, that was my intention when I started. And you guys I actually remember one of the first um, continuity programs was, God, what was it called? Internet Marketing Heroes, where I got shipped two DVDs a month like 69 bucks. And there were interviews with internet marketers, not one woman. And I was probably in that for close to a year. Um, I love hearing case stories, case stories. Look at you guys. What are we 10 minutes in? And I'm already tripping over my words, but I love case story. And I did it again. I'm leaving this end because I think that's funny as shit. I love behind the scenes. Let's do that. I love behind the scenes. I hope you guys got a good chuckle onto that. That was funny. Um, And I I really love hearing the journey of what got someone from where they are today and, you know, where they started. Um, And the truth is, like, I've always wanted to support women, but I think somewhere along the way, I got a little disheartened and I sort of fell into the can't beat them, join them mentality. And I have a lot of masculine energy within me, right? Like we all have masculine and feminine and I am a, I have a strong personality. I know that I've always, any, any jobs I was in, I was in management. I, I consider myself leader. And so I just figured, fine, I can play this game. And, and I don't know it was those words, but that was kind of the attitude. But instead of taking a stance and sticking with it, because again, when we're starting, we're nervous, right? There's a little bit of imposter syndrome. We don't want to ruffle feathers. This is beauty of turning 50, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, I was also super nervous about alienating some of my audience, which has always been pretty split 50-50 between men and women, especially in the WordPress space, right? When I was a WordPress chick. However, within the last year, I realized that the majority of my customers, i.e. people who actually buy from me, are women. I let go of that. Now, that doesn't mean that the content and what I produce isn't of value to men. And if men market to women, they'd learn a ton, right? If they want to do that. But, um, you know, I'm also not, see, the pre-qualifying, I'll get there. But when I was saying that I have a lot of masculine energy, you know, um, for a while in this space, it also felt like there was mommy bloggers, which I was past the mommy stage with my kids. You know, they were elementary, middle school when I started my business. And um, I just didn't see myself as a mommy blogger. I wasn't talking about being a mom. I wasn't, you know, reviewing products. That's kind of where I thought with mommy bloggers. Okay. And then flip it. And now I'm being judgy and totally generalizing here. Okay. But I think you're going to see where I find I needed to create my own bucket. Then I also see women who are super into I call it Pinterestizing their lives. Everything is picture perfect. Everything is picture perfect, right? That no matter what they do, it is dialed to a T. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that to each their own. But I was like, nah, it's not really me either, right? I'm doing a lot more video and I'm committed to that. And probably as it starts getting cooler, you're going to see way less getting ready <laughs> on my end. 
Although I don't know, you know, at this stage in my life, I may just prefer to do my hair and makeup. We will see. 30 years ago, I would have felt very differently. <clears throat> and I don't care. I'm not explaining that away either. But um, there really is something that happens when you turn 50 for women. This is obviously I can't speak for men. And I know I cannot speak for all women. But the women I know, this is true from and of the women I know, as well as a lot of what I've read. And that when women turn 50, they stop caring so much, if at all, about what anyone else thinks, right? We, we hit this point in our lives where we've raised our kids, we are established in our careers, or we're starting new ones. Maybe there's been, you know, a separation, a divorce. In my case, I was widowed, but that was a long time ago. And you, you finally get this feeling of, yes, now it's my turn. You know, I was talking with my sister about um, going over to visit a friend in Scotland next year. And she's got three kids, like 30, 26, and 23. And they all have babies. And my kids are not having children yet. I'm like, I, 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 no rush. Which I know my daughter's like, nah, after 30, she's got grad school coming up. But because I want more time for myself. Because I know when grandkids come along, I'm going to want to be more present. Um, but I also don't see me as being someone that's going to want to be like full-time daycare grandma. That's not a role that I want for myself. And I say that now, the child's not here yet. Child, children, whatever that looks like. Anyway, um, you know, I also think for me, and I promise um, I'm not going to go sideways or get political, a big turning point for me was when Roe v. Wade was overturned in the United States. And I never in a million years thought that I would see that in my lifetime. Um, and again, I'm not going to get political, but it lit an incredible fire within me. And I feel a very strong responsibility at this stage in my life to use my voice for women, for good, uh, for positive change. And so I also want to be crystal clear that this is not just for women over 50, okay? Because I am all about supporting women of any age who feel that drive, that, that there's something else inside of you that you need to do, that you want to create, that you want to experience. And it's going to look different across the board, right? There is no one size fits all. I truly believe that. You know, maybe, you know, it's just that you want to create a business and a quality of life that works for you. Maybe you want to use your voice like I'm doing, or maybe it's writing a book, creating an e-commerce store, becoming a course creator, or an ad manager, or a social media manager. You get the point. You know, there are, God, when I have more time, I'm thinking next spring, which I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm always busy and my calendar has gotten incredibly busy being back with family and friends, which I'm grateful for. Um, but you know, having been an art major at one point in my life, you know, I had a scrapbook store, all those things. I'm on a few lists for people who do doodling and teaching and art and, and, or sketchbooks and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, and I really want to dig into procreate for the iPad. You know, so I can see pursuing something like that down the road. But you get the point. It doesn't matter what your niche is. I don't care if it's gardening or quilting or cooking. God bless you. I hate cooking. But it doesn't matter. What what matters is that you have a desire to create. You want to create a life that works for you and your family. And you know that there's something more. And I, I wrote this in an email recently where I said, you know, one of the biggest lessons that I got from my time in Costa Rica. I don't know why I paused there because I was thinking like, well, I'm going back. But anyways, but for my time in Costa Rica was that you can still want to create more while living with less. I am, I am not about you guys. I, I have gotten rid of so much in my life. I love 
the ease and freedom of not being attached to a lot of stuff. So either way. Um, but truly, this episode is specifically for the entrepreneurial woman who is in this for the long haul. Okay, you're not launching a business because you need to pay your mortgage next week because that's not going to happen. So let's go ahead and start with you can't unring a bell. I love this saying, right? You can't unring a bell. You can't unpush a button. However you want to call it. Oh my God. I, you Remember? Sorry, you guys, this happened last week. My ears get plugged up. I don't know what's going on. Um, but once you start noticing things, you can't unnotice them. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's a little exercise for you. Next time you see a roundup post or a listicle that highlights a list of people Maybe it's the top 10 people to follow on Twitter, the top 10 creators who have scaled course businesses, whatever it is, okay, whatever it is. Next time you see one of those, I want you to count the number of men to women, the ratio. It's usually 20 to 30% female and the rest are male, if they're even included, because I found plenty of lists where they aren't. And this is why I feel so strongly that it is up to us as women to support and amplify each other. And now I'm not saying that you shouldn't read, recommend, follow, support, buy from good men doing good work. That's not it at all. What I am saying is that I'd like to see you start choosing awareness and see if this resonates with you. The flip side of that is true as well. I don't think you need to support women just because they're women. Okay. So whatever this looks like for you, think about, okay, and I'm not throwing anyone to the bus, but I just want to give you an example. Justin Welsh, incredible creator. I have bought his courses. I have nothing but respect for him. I've purchased his templates, but I don't need to see another reason why you should follow Justin or another interview or, another, you know, and again, I'm not negating anything he's created. I would love to have his business, right? But there's so many people, you guys, I mean, what Facebook has 3 billion people. And that's a platform, which I know a lot of people aren't on anymore. I don't care my audience is, But, you know, there's so many other people to connect with and do business with. All right, so let's move on. How to amplify women. Oh, my. Wow. I actually said amp, I think, AMF, how to amplify women in business. So the first thing I'm going to do here is I'm going to be targeting women, both organically with episodes like this, and with paid traffic. So let's start talking about organic first, right? I subscribe to a lot of different newsletters and email lists, don't we all? Um, But what I've done is so I've started a Google sheet where I'm listing the women I subscribe to, what they do, and their website. From there, I'll be doing the following. I'll be creating social posts. I already subscribe to them, right? Creating content and highlighting women via email, newsletter, solo broadcasts, etc. Like, with my newsletter, The Spark, which if you're not subscribed, go to kimdoyle.com forward slash the hyphen spark. And um, I have something called The Spark Spotlight. And so you now I usually highlight a person, a newsletter, something right after my little intro post. And I did this when I was a WordPress chick, and I wasn't sure which direction to go in with that brand, but I knew I needed to step up my social. So I simply started sharing things that I found interesting and valuable, which grew my brand pretty quickly. And I'm not saying, hear my heart, I'm not saying you shouldn't create your own content. But when you highlight and share what other people are doing, that is of value to your audience, you quickly become someone that people feel they can trust. It's a win-win. 
They see you as providing value and wanting to give them valuable resources. I don't know what I did, you guys. Um, let's make sure this is still recording. Okay. There was a big pause there. And I don't know if you caught it. I don't know what I touched, but somehow I managed to <laughs> turn Siri on, on my desktop. So anyway, um, again, I'm not saying you shouldn't create your own content. Become a trusted resource is what you can do when you share other people. It really is a win-win. So my goal is going to be to publish a new piece of content highlighting other women twice a month. It could be a podcast, uh, just a written blog post, repurposed video or an email. It doesn't matter. The goal will be long-form content with SEO value that simply gives credit where credit is due. Now I want to point something out here. Can you see what happens? Um, what, what's happening as I start planning this out is that this is going to start filling up my own content creation calendar. And so as I do this, and the more frequently and consistently I do this, because it'll grow as we start measuring and tweaking, right? But I'll be able to see, A, what's working, and B, I'm going to be that person that is supportive of other women. I, you know, and I don't know if that's a niche you can be known for, niche, niche, whatever. Um, because again, my sweet spot is content, email, newsletters, but I will be known as a supporter of women. Ideally, this also creates new relationships with other entrepreneurial women. And truthfully, the key to new relationships is to embark on them with zero expectations. You know, I talked about this when I said I did that movie. I don't know that I had expectations, but I just sort of assumed. I sort of assumed. And what I should have done actually is delayed the launch and really gotten all my ducks in a row. Um, but you know, when you spend $20,000 to get something done, you want to get it out and get a return on it. <clears throat> the same thing is true of summits. And I know that I've dropped the ball being in a summit, which is why I'll never host a summit again. I feel like they're, and I should never say never, I know. But the amount of work that goes into it and the one and only time I did a summit, I had people that I really, really thought were good friends and they didn't share it. And I thought, yeah, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> it's a lot of work for not enough return, personally. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel like people are kind of burnt on summits in general. So um, but if everything you're doing is in alignment with who you are and how you move through the world, that's all that matters. The right people and the right relationships are going to happen. I don't care how esoteric it is. It's energy. And, you know, like attracts like I could go on with a zillion quotes, but we'll leave that one alone. That being said, if what you're doing doesn't bring you traffic or the right audience, then you want to reevaluate. You also want to pay attention to what content is working the best. And I know this is kind of going, you know, off script, non sequitur here in terms of amplifying women. But as an example, I may be highlighting a woman who her business is based on elements of spirituality that may not resonate with my audience, even though we may be talking about how she's taking, you know, her spiritual beliefs and practices and create and what she's creating and how she's creating an online business with that, it still may not resonate with people. Again, I'm not going to go political or religious ever, but it'll always be from a business perspective. But that may, ne may not hit, right? Or like I was saying before, maybe I have an artist on. Maybe that doesn't land. But you'll get the point. It can also be, there's so many factors that come into this. It's kind of like when you're running paid traffic, they tell you, don't split test three headlines, three images, three different types of copy, because you have no idea. So it's like three headlines, same image, same copy, because then you can at least get the winning headline. Otherwise, there's too many variables. So 
with this type of content, you want to focus on the things you control, the quality of the content, how well you've optimized your content, and how well you've shared and promoted the content. There's also going to be content you create and share that you do just because you want to, not because it has the right keywords or there's, you know, a search intent behind it, which I see happening frequently with men. And let's, let's just address the monkey in the room. And I may have talked about this last week. I think I did. But for example, how many posts, comments, emails, and opinions did you see about the Alex Hermosi book launch, right? And I'm recording this about a week after. And that was during his record-breaking book launch. And it was all anyone was talking about the week after. Whether they were, actually, I'll tell you, most of the noise that I saw around it was mocking it, making fun of it, or, you know, treating, I, I just, the internet marketers were noisy, to be honest with you. And I know it's the space I'm in, but everyone was having fun with how I just, whatever, it was ridiculous. Moving on. Um, and again, I'm not being a hater. I like Alex. I bought the book and I watched it. Okay. Um, and maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot here, but I couldn't bring myself to use his name in any sort of headline last week, even though I discussed it a little bit in the, the podcast, mainly because I would, it felt clickbaity. It's like, let's jump on the bandwagon. Right. And it's like, yowza. And I will say that the majority of the people talking about it were men. He's a man. I don't know. I'm I'm really curious on thoughts on all of this, guys. And again, anybody wants to hate or troll, you'll just get deleted. Um, but if you want to have a discussion, I'm, I'm totally open to that. Um, I will also point out that some of my highest performing content has zero search engine relevance or keywords. They were personal stories that created a connection. Always remember that. Okay, so now let's talk about the easiest way to support women in business. First and foremost is to engage with their content. You know, I do this myself. You know, I subscribe to James Clear, right? Atomic Habits. And I often tweet something from his newsletter. And not that there's not value in that, but I'm like, James doesn't need me to tweet. But I will tell you that I see, and I don't put tweetables, tweet this, which I need to be doing. Tweetable, is that a word? What am I going to call it with X? I don't know. That's a discussion I don't ever want to have. But go beyond a like, or a quick retweet. Although that is better than nothing. For example, if you're going to retweet something, take less than a minute, less than a minute, and write a comment about why you're sharing it, what you like about it, or why someone else should read it. So here are a few other ways to support women. Comment on a blog post. Yes, that's still a thing. Clap and comment if you're reading on Medium. Leave a, you know, I just said comment, right? Clap and comment. I was about to say, or leave a comment. Uh, Comment on social. Yes, I know I already said that above, but I'm talking across the board, you know, do more than the likes. Answer or reply to emails. When someone emails a survey or sends hit reply and let me know, hit reply and let them know. (laughs) It doesn't take a lot. Two sentences can make or just make their day, right? Mention them in an email with a link back, whether it's an article. You know, I did a lot more of this. I will say I did a lot more of this when I was doing daily emails, because you're constantly looking for something fresh, a story to write about or something that resonated with you. And you always want the purpose of the daily email. It's kind of a story based email that pivots to a call to action. It could be to read something to buy something to check something out to watch a video doesn't matter. And so I was needing places of value to send people. So I did that a lot. Um, Let's see, link to them and a piece of content, right? So I'm going to go through this went before it's published. 
and I need some external links. And I'm going to talk about a few women here in a minute, and I will link out to all of them. Do follow links, okay? Um, let's see, where am I? Sorry. <laughs> Give them a shout out in your podcast and or video. Create a quick, short, real story, whatever platform you're on, about them. Subscribe and follow. And this is across the board, email, YouTube, all social platforms. You know, it's kind of hard to highlight women if you're not following them and buy from them, right? And again, you guys, I'm not saying go out, just buy, right? I will tell you, I did buy a pumpkin spice sweatshirt from a TikTok shop. Um, TikTok shops have great coupons, by the way, just I think TikTok. I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. Listen to me. Um, but TikTok will do like a 20 or 40% off coupon. I was like, sweet. I got it for 20, 20 bucks. It's cute. Even though it's too hot for pumpkin spice. <gasps> Although, and don't hate on me. Okay. Just don't. I did have a pumpkin spice latte last Friday when my sister and I were getting ready to leave, ready to leave LA. It was the first day it came out and I was, or second day. I was very excited. Um, I was gone the last two falls. So I am happy to be able to smell and enjoy fall crispiness and yes, pumpkin spice. Um, but you know, buy from women anytime you can support them any way you can. One of the things I love to do is, you know, Gumroad will allow people to, it's zero or you can make, you know, um, not a donation. What's it called? Pick your price. So Gumroad does that sometimes. And so I'm always like, yeah, 10 bucks, whatever. If someone's giving something away for free and you can do that, do it. Now let's talk about paid traffic actually before we do that. So I know I listed a lot of things and you might be thinking, um, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. And I get it. But I'm going to tell you is all of this focus and the journaling that I've been doing for going on three months now, I've created such structure at the same time, you guys, I like a lot of white space. So it's not to the point where like, I cannot stand, I will never time block free time or creative time. I'm like, the stuff that has to get done is blocked. I have my three things I'm going to accomplish every day. I do my review at the end of every day and that's it. I want white space and I trust myself to get the work done. And I do that being said, I'm like, I'm upping my social. You guys see me. Maybe you're seeing me or hearing me. The podcast is totally back on track. I'm doing videos. I'm doing shorts. I'm actually participating in a TikTok challenge. Here we go. And I'll talk about TikTok in another episode, because let me tell you the first video that I posted, when was this last week? Like at night, got like 222 videos within like 20 minutes. I don't, I don't think a ton since then. And I, I was just like, let's just get it done, get it done. And so I am looking at creating better processes and systems for consistent social publishing that does not have me on social media all day. Okay. Because I refuse to do that. Also, I can't stand being on my phone. Doesn't stop me from it. But I do not want to be on my phone any more than I need to. I like to do as much as I can at my desktop or on my laptop and schedule it. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into paid traffic. All right. So I know that I've talked a lot about my commitment to myself to master paid traffic. And I'm focusing on Facebook and Instagram over the next year. And ideally, we'll be adding YouTube and TikTok at some point in there. Okay. And who knows Twitter? We'll, we'll see. But um, I'm going to keep talking about it while I'm learning. And my hope is of inspiring you to dip your toes in because you can do it very affordably. 
sorry, <laughs> moving the mic out of my face. Um, you can do it very affordably and test it and get comfortable. And there's a lot of great ways to start. You know, and I actually saw a post the other day that says, because the platforms, the advertising platforms are getting easier to use. And with the um, integration of AI into all of these tools, someone's like, you know, it might be time for ad agencies to do a little refresh, meaning are they in jeopardy? I don't know, but it was an interesting, you know, it was an interesting discussion. Um, so <laughs> here's the funny thing. I currently have three Facebook courses I'm learning from. Claire Pelletro's Absolute FB Ads course, Jan- uh, Jana Bishop's FB Ads Bootcamp, and Laurel Porty's Ad Coaching for Seven membership. You guys, it's literally $7 a month. And I'm going to link to them all in the show notes. Okay, let me explain because it might seem a little redundant, like overkill, but I'll share my logic behind this. So I first purchased Claire Pelletro's course back in 2020 at the recommendation of my dear friend, Maritza Parra. Uh, Maritza doubled down on herself and is doing phenomenal with paid traffic. I think I shared with you guys, she did like half a million last year. She's gone into YouTube now and she was committed. She said, I'm sick and tired of paying ad agencies. I'd rather spend the ad agency money on ad spend makes perfect sense, right? Um, but at the time, I bought that with Jody, who was my business partner uh, for Content Creators Planner, and which we finally got to catch up like two weeks ago. It was lovely. Um, but guys, I was so burned out from working with agencies. It was, it just, I, I felt like I'd created a part-time job for myself. I was paying somebody to do something, but I was still massively involved. It just, I don't know. I was a little bit over it. And so let's see, that was fall 2020. And then, you know, spring of 2021, I left Boise, came back to California, moved to Costa Rica. Life was a little bit crazy. Um, And it also seemed for a while there that Claire was going in a different direction. And I don't know what made me go back and look at her site or the podcast. And then I realized Maritza had been interviewed on her podcast. And I was like, oh, I think she's kind of refreshed the course. She's jumping back in and Anyway, so, and that that's a high ticket investment. I think it's close to $2,000 now. It wasn't when we bought it, but that's okay. Um, I bought Jana Bishop's course because I kept seeing the ads on Facebook. How meta is that, right? And now how meta is using meta for this, okay? I really need a rim shot. that I'm bump Anyways, um, that just felt like a dad joke. I'm sorry. But it was 89 bucks and super easy to follow. And I had great results with the traffic ads, but my sales kind of choked. I was doing this for Create It, the content planner, but that was on me. I used a previously created sales page, and I think there was a disconnect between the ad and the sales page, which is fair enough. And I am actually putting together a free plus shipping offer for that, just waiting on an upsell page to get dialed in. And then we'll be turning those ads on. I was hoping this week, it's probably gonna be next week. Um... And I may go back to it. She's a great teacher and it's easy to follow. It's a great, I highly recommend it. It's an incredible starter course for somebody who wants to start. She's a good teacher. She's very easy to follow. Um, And lastly, I signed up for Laurel Porty's Ad Coaching for Seven at the recommendation of Amanda Bond, who is the ad strategist. I've talked about her article. I should link to it um, in this post too. That was why your Facebook ads have stopped working that she wrote in 2018. It is a six page blog post. It is a killer. Uh, she calls out all the real marketers and, and mainly the, the cheesy sales tactics that were used. Um, and she ran paid traffic to that article, which 
I don't know what it is to date, but I know within last year, she had said that article has brought in like $350,000 worth of business. So I'd take it. No complaints here. Anyways, Amanda Bond just started appearing back on Facebook. I'm like, oh, where's she been? Anyways, and she is great. If you guys are not following her, follow her on Facebook because you can watch what she does in terms of organic content, how she engages, and then she takes those posts and turns them into, I don't know if she's boosting. I'd have to dig a little bit deeper, but she uses that stuff for ads, right? So she's getting validation before putting paid traffic behind it. Anyways, Amanda Bond is supposedly on maternity leave, but she keeps showing up. <laughs> but she recommended Laurel Par- uh, Laurel Porty. And I just, I, I think Amanda's brilliant. And I thought, really? Seven bucks? Holy shit, you guys. I am blown away. I can't believe it's only $7. She has live training, a Facebook group where you can post questions and get them answers, and tons of previously recorded content. She's got great onboarding that walks you through what you should do. She has something called power content. And I'm just, I'm going to follow it to a T. I am staying out of my head and doing exactly what these women tell me to do. Now, I haven't gotten into it with, um, with Laurel's content yet. This I literally just got it like a week and a half ago. And then I was gone half of last week. But I know Claire's stuff goes much deeper with the targeting. And I'll tell you that I don't think Jenna Bishop gets really into the targeting piece and, and what you should do. She tells you what to set up, but she's not teaching you copy. She's not teaching you um, how to create your audiences necessarily. It's, it's a basic setup. And again, it will absolutely get you started. But, you know, if you want to go more in depth, Claire's course, and I'm just going to tell everybody about Laurel. I'd love to get her on the podcast when I, once I have some more results and I will absolutely reach out to her. She's fantastic. I mean, talk about an over-deliverer. And of course, what all these courses have in common is that they're all created by women. I'm telling you guys, I'm on a mission. I am on a mission. Whew, water break. All right, I almost clap my hands. Here is what I am creating for women in business. You guys, I've been in masterminds and coaching programs that were hosted by men and as valuable as they were and can be, um, they were very masculine, for lack of another word, you know, and I've talked before about um, advertising in general. We have all this data on what works because that's what's been done, right? And who has owned and dominated advertising since its inception has been men. Nothing wrong with that. There's a ton of psychological data also behind what triggers somebody. You know, we've got hooks and we've got, you know, people will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure and all of those things. I'm just saying we would have different data if we didn't have that experience And we took a softer, gentler, more feminine approach, maybe, right? And you guys, I know I'm not like, oh, soft and la la la. I can be, don't get me wrong. The older I get, the easier I want my life to feel. And I also have this resonance for women in terms of, I see older women. My mom did this before she probably last 10 plus years of her life, 15, maybe. I just saw her softening because when we get out of that parenting and having to be on hands and taking care of everybody, we can kind of, right. We can relax. We can ease into what feels right and really resonates with us. Anyways, I want 
I wanted to create something which was a place that I wanted to be. You know, it's like the retreat I'm hosting in Costa Rica. It's Ignite. We do have a couple spots left, guys, and it is coming up. I know it's uh, mid, well, closer to the end of October, like the last week of October. The, yeah, I'm going earlier. Um, 23rd, 22nd, 23rd. Um, but it's small and intimate. It's like 10 people because that's, I want the connection. I want the relationships. I want to, to really dig deep with the women I'm working with. So here's the thing. I'm not starting a mastermind. Well, I will be later. And technically the event in Costa Rica is called Ignite. It's a live event, right? Um, but there, there's no, it's not based on a year long mastermind or anything. I will do that probably next year. In a recent newsletter, I talked about flipping the dream 100. And this is going to circle back to what I'm creating and the type of environment I want it to be. This is a concept by, if you're not familiar with the dream 100, it's a concept that was created by Chet Holmes and one that Russell Brunson has popularized and talked about for years. So the dream 100 strategy is a powerful marketing and sales approach that aims to identify, target, and build relationships with high value prospects. This was from Chet Holmes' book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. So if I were to give you my dream 100, like Brene Brown would be on my list, right? <laughs> so you see that there are these people that it's like, you think of them as being unattainable, unreachable. And I probably talked about this on a podcast already. You know, Russell Brunson had Tony Robbins on his, and of course now they're, they're buddies. But, but my idea behind flipping the dream 100 was that you can find thousands of people to do business with while you're working towards your dream 100, if that's what you want. You know, not everyone's in this for notoriety or influencer to have a name. I mean, if somebody said you want to be famous on the internet or you want an incredible income, if you had to choose, which you don't, um, I would take the income 12 ways sideways. <laughs> um, and we're going to go off script here. And I want to point something out. I was saying to somebody about every woman that I have had a conversation with about scaling and growing and saying, yes, I want to, to create more in my life. And when I say more, I'm predominantly speaking to more money, which creates more freedom, which creates, well, it can, right? It's not a guarantee. You have to, you have to create that. But every single woman that I said, I want to never have to worry about money again. I want X amount of dollars so that like, I'd love to retire my siblings. You guys would love that. Um, or pay off their houses or, you know, every single woman I, I talk to who wants to create incredible income, it's because they want to raise others up. They want to do something. And again, I'm not saying men don't. Okay. Give me a few episodes to stop the pre-qualifying. I'm, I'm working on it. Um, but let's take a quick look at Taylor Swift. And I'm not a Swifty. I like her, but I don't, I don't know enough of her music. I don't have any of her albums on Spotify. I know some of her songs. Um, and yes, I know the tickets. I don't know why tickets need to be that expensive, but that's another conversation. But we all probably saw what she did for like all the truck drivers. Every single person who has been on her tour got incredible bonuses. Like she gave the truck drivers like $100,000 each, each, let alone everyone else. The other thing she did that I don't know that it's been as popularized um, is that she donated to food banks in every city that she toured in. San Francisco said that there is enough food to feed 500,000 people every day for a year because of how much she donated to the food banks. I want you guys to think about that. And I would love it if, you know, Elon and Zuck could stop talking about a cage match to donate to charity and maybe just did something, but we'll leave that alone. Clearly we won't. 
Um, anyway, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. To me, it, that whole, it takes a village and women are hardwired, I think, innately our drive is to support and uplift and do for others. Okay, let's get, let's get back to the Dream 100. All right, so uh, you can find people with similar audiences, both your target audience and audience size that you can collaborate with. Again, they don't have to be these big names. You'll notice this happening a lot in the newsletter space. It's not uncommon for newsletters to have referral programs, whether it's native to the platform or using a tool like Sparkloop, you know, native like with Beehive, um, I think um, Substack, hello, how's that? ConvertKit uses Sparkloop built in. You know, I think there's a lot of that. And it sounds easy enough, right? You also have another option like the Creator Network if you're using ConvertKit, where you can recommend other newsletters after someone has successfully opted in to your newsletter. Again, sounds easy enough, right? Here's the thing. What I'm finding is that those subscribers tend not to stick around very long because what happens is somebody opts into your newsletter and a modal window pops up and says, hey, do you want to subscribe to these newsletters as well? I try not to do more than three and I probably need to go in and edit and adjust that because if I get a modal window and there's like eight, I'm going to be like, well, not right now, <laughs> you know? Um, but I think... It's, it's like this, hey, by the way, check this out too. And so they're completely cold subscribers, whereas someone coming to your site or opting in to something, a lead magnet, an ad, whatever, by themselves, meaning they're choosing, they came across you, they found something of value, they want to give you their name and email address, is a much warmer lead than like this quick recommendation from somebody you just signed up to, right? As opposed to having a relationship. Now, if you've been following me for any length of time, like how many times have I talked about uh, Maritza as an example, my friend. So if you, if I were to send you an email, you're probably going to say, you know, you'll read it, you'll take it more to heart. I've talked about her. You are, if you've listened or read, I've shared her stuff before, but you know that we're genuinely friends. So there's a different connection, right? So she's not as cold of a referral or recommendation as the creator network type thing. Um, you know, I'm sure I'll see more of that as I continue to pivot, meaning the unsubscribes, because I've started to pay attention to people who unsubscribe when I send a newsletter or an email broadcast. And the bulk of people unsubscribing tend to be from the creator network. How do I know this? Be is because everybody else on my list is tagged. So I, you know, I'm seeing people also that signed up because I've moved from like active campaign way back in the day. I've been with ConvertKit for quite a while. But, you know, I had an import like in 2017 from Active Campaign, So people are coming off of that list too. And that's fine. Or, you know, I deleted, you know, a few thousand WordPress people way back in the day. Those people are obviously not on my list anymore. But the more I start creating content and pivoting my messaging towards women, even though the content's going to serve either audience, um, I'm sure I'll see some of that. However, I know that I'm also focusing on women. And so as I focus and target the right audience, um, I think the inbound leads will grow at a greater rate than the unsubscribes. Ideally anyways, right? So without further ado, let's talk about what's coming. So introducing, drumroll please, um, the Spark Collective. So my goal for this is for it to be unlike anything else you've ever seen. First and foremost, yes, it is a community. It is a community for women. 
This idea came from the video and the post I did about a month ago asking, where are the newsletters by women? Because again, all the top lists, all the highlights, other than Chanel, I don't know, Basilio, I think. I, I'd love to get her on too. But, you know, there are very few that get talked about consistently. And I do not believe that that means that there are few that are quality. Okay, that's horseshit. I'm not going to buy that. Um, but I simply asked, I'm like, where are the women in any niche, right? Like, yes, I get it. My niche is digital marketing. But like I told you guys, I subscribe to some newsletters where they're teaching doodling or, you know, using a sketchbook um, or Procreate. There's um, a list I'm on, Tila, T-E-E-L-A, Tila Tuesdays. She's great. Um, I mean, they're all great, but <laughs> you get my point. It, it just still is so dominated by men. So I asked and I, I think I've also shared that Facebook is where I got the most responses. I thought that was interesting. Um, but that's where this stemmed from. Okay. So not only will I be doing a live masterclass and a member review every month, both live, but here's what is going to make this the Spark Collective unique. It's going to be a community for women who are ready for growth. And we're going to help you create those opportunities. Okay. So here's some of what you're going to find inside the collective. Obviously, you'd be able to brainstorm with a circle of fellow phenomenal females across industries because everybody will have a profile and you'll list your market, your niche. And I'm, I'm kind of playing still with the best way to create a database because I'm using high level. They've got a community and I can put all the courses and, and all that kind of stuff in there. But in terms of keeping a database updated, that may have to live with an air table. Um, but so you'll fill out a form and all your information will go into this space. Okay, and into this database. And so you'll be able to say, I'm in the gardening niche. And I'm looking for somebody who's got a list of 500 people like I do who wants to do an email swap, or become an affiliate or be a joint venture partner or host me for a webinar. Okay, which uh, brings me to collaborating on game changing joint ventures and partnerships. You're going to get matched with niche newsletters or podcasts for Harley targeted swaps. Um, you can also find podcasts and video guests or opportunities to be guests, right? So again, there's going to be some evolving of this, but all of this will be going into a database. Um, you'll be able to find sites that you can guest post on if that's what you want. You'll be able to gain visibility through community spotlights and features. And I'm going to talk about more of the deliverables when I get through this crazy list. Um, plug into an energizing space where women lift each other up because of course it's going to be fun. You'll get access to workshops and training on reaching the next level, um, forge friendships, friendships and community with like-minded women, share your wins and challenges and a space built on support and so much more. Like this is going to be a true sisterhood, but you guys, this is about action and support and growth. That that's the thing, right? There's, there's, I don't know if you've heard of this. There's an event called webinar con. And I know one of the founders, he was in a mastermind with me years ago and um, great guy. When I see them advertising webinar con again, it is like a 95% male audience and so I want women to feel comfortable about saying, hi, raise my hand. I'm launching a course in three months. And you guys don't do this. I'm launching in a week because that, that stuff's going to fall flat. <laughs> okay. But I'm launching. I'm looking for JVs. I'm looking for affiliates. I'm looking for some guest posts. Can I, can I do a webinar to your audience? Um, you know, Mariah Cause is somebody I invested a lot of money in with last year. And she grew her business by doing guest webinars every week for a year, right? So this stuff takes work, but you want to be able to say, you know, like the, the creator network with ConvertKit, I did a, um, 
research call with ConvertKit. And I said, it's great that you can pick the niche like, oh, okay, creator space, digital marketing, but I want to pick the audience too. That's where paid traffic will always do better because you can say, I want females, this demographic, these countries, this language, these interests, whatever. Okay. So, you know, the more uh, targeted of an audience you can get in front of, the, the much more sticky they'll be, the much better chance you have of creating a relationship, right? So what there will also be is a weekly community newsletter that goes out with information about what's happened in the community that week and opportunities. So my guess is it's probably going to start as a bi-weekly because we're going to have to get ramped up. And obviously, as the community grows, we'll have more opportunities for that. But it's going to be eventually a weekly newsletter where you can find opportunities to collaborate, to find newsletters or emails. There's no reason you can't do swaps, but you can also say, hey, I don't want to do a swap, but I'm happy to buy an ad in someone else's newsletter. This is the audience I'm looking for. Or what would it cost to do an email drop to your list? Because if someone's, like I was saying, like if I email a, a solo email, you know, just a broadcast email promoting Maritza's Heartwork Journaling University, it's going to come because I, tr- we're, you guys know that we're friends, right? So it's going to come as, as, um, I'm looking for more trustworthy, I guess. Um, anyway, so, you know, there's, you'll also get to get featured. My goal is to feature members consistently. I want to get you traffic. I want to get you in front of people. We want to gain visibility. So we've got this huge sort of networking element to it that we're going to try to automate as much as possible, but it's not about here. I created this hub. Now you come in and find people. We're going to do as much as we can on our end to curate that and put it in front of you. And like I said, there will be um, uh, trainings as well. So I'll do a monthly masterclass and then I'll do a uh, member review, tear down on something. Um, I'll have guests, uh, experts. (laughs) I think I'm starting to fade. I'll have guest experts as well. And even the guest experts, I want them to be able to put an offer in front of the audience. As long as they are a contributing active member, please put an offer out there. You know, I, I, there's nothing wrong with this. You guys, we're in business. We need to make money. And I want to support women to create a business that supports the life that you want. So once this launches, it's going to be my primary focus for Kim Doyle. Everything I do is going to be to get people into the collective. And I will probably put all of my courses and trainings that I've done into there and I'll drip them. Um, and you'll have to have been a member for a certain period of time to get access to certain courses and whatnot. Um, but there, you know, there may be a, a, an occasional paid workshop here and there. Um, but really, this is my focus. And the goal then will be to get this on an evergreen model where I'm consistently running traffic. And there's, you know, a whole funnel behind it and getting people into this community because I think the next level opportunity for the community and not necessarily price point, but is to reach out to companies that are looking for newsletters and sites and user generated content and all of that. So, you know, reaching out to God, what is it? Have you guys seen this? It's, it's dermatology without the E and they're these um, under eye they're like red you put them in the fridge, but it's to get rid of the bags under the eyes, which I am getting probably because I sleep on my face. But um, anyways, so maybe they're looking for someone to create content or it's software and they need to get more women, whatever it is. Right. But I think there's going to be a great opportunity to find companies who are looking 
for female marketers at a certain point, right? So the higher the numbers go. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've also got some proprietary content and frameworks, something called the Spark Compass. I'm not going to tell you more, but it's the six stages of business and it's going to be a part of the foundation for every member. And the best part is that it's going to be incredibly affordable. Um, my goal obviously will be to increase the price as the community and the value grows, but founding members will get it. I'm thinking 37 bucks. So literally that's it. You guys, I want this to be accessible and I want this to be the premier community for women who take action. They have a desire to grow and they believe in support and collaboration. And of course I have every intention of making this ridiculously fun because remember if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. And then from this community, obviously, we will have retreats. And I think what would be so fun is as the community grows, that you can then also list, look, I'm in New York, I'm looking, is there anybody else in the collective? Do you want to get together in person? Let's grab a drink. Let's get coffee. Let's have brunch. I don't care. Let's mastermind, whatever you want to do. But I think there's just so much value. I treasure the women in my life. Yes, I treasure the men in my life too. Um, But I really lean into those relationships. They're incredibly important to me. And so I'm committed to making this absolutely the best it can be. So all you need to do, if you're listening to this, go to kimdoyle.com forward slash forward slash spark dash collective. Again, that's kimdoyle.com forward slash spark hyphen collective. And just click that you're interested in hearing about it. So what I'll also do, because I'm going to be running paid ads to a, a workshop, Um, And I think it's going to be on the six stages of business, but the workshop, I'm going to run paid ads to the paid workshop. It'll be like 10 bucks. Um, Again, you guys, because I'm interested in people who are committed and have some skin in the game, which is, you know, if you don't want to spend $10 on a workshop, maybe this isn't the right timing for you. And that is absolutely 100% okay. Um, But my list, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't decided what I'm doing there yet because it's coming at the end of September Um, or just go anywhere to this post. If you are on the site or you can go listen to the podcast on the site and I've got links and it'll just take you to the coming soon early notification page and click the link and you will be tagged as being interested in the collective, the spark collective You like that. I did that off of the spark, uh, the mastermind in Costa Rica is called ignite. You see my theme here. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, I'm not, but you know, it's a little goofy anyways. Whew, where are we at, guys? This was a, a wordy one. Ooh, I cannot believe it. I kept it under an hour, and that was even with my crazy pause, which I now have to edit and don't want to. <laughs> Anyways, you guys are awesome. I love you tons. As always, thank you for listening. Please, I'm really trying to get the reviews back up. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Um, again, go to kimdoyle.com forward slash spark hyphen collective. And click the link just to let me know you're interested in hearing about the community when it opens. And then my guess is post Costa Rica, I will do a deep dive on how everything goes. The launch, the opening, all of that. Um, That's it. That's all I've got. I am on a mission, like I said. And uh, yeah, have a fantastic morning, afternoon, or evening. I'm going to get these lights off, sit my rear down and get this podcast edited. So have a wonderful day and I'll catch you next week.